Hello and welcome to the Lancet podcast. My name is Nikolai Humphreys. Recent studies suggest that pneumonia outcomes can be improved by prevention of associated cardiac complications. In a review, Vicente Corrales Medina and colleagues summarized present knowledge about the burden of cardiac complications and the cardiovascular response to acute pneumonia. Now, I am actually joined on the line by lead author Vicente Corrales Medina. I am actually in my office here at the Ottawa Hospital in Canada and I just enjoy during the, the Canadian winter. Both pneumonia and cardiovascular disease uh, are uh, leading causes of morbidity and mortality worldwide. In the United States alone, for example, there are around uh, 5 million new cases of pneumonia in community dwelling adults every year. And pneumonia is responsible for over a million annual hospital admissions and 60,000 deaths, making this condition the eighth leading cause of death in this country. Also in the United States, it is estimated that cardiovascular disease affects more than 30 million adults. It's responsible for over 5 million hospital admissions and more than 300,000 deaths every year, making it the leading cause of death in this country. Of course, this is not particular to North America, and similar burdens of disease for both conditions, pneumonia and cardiovascular disease, have been described in the UK, in Europe, and certainly in Latin America too. And uh, they are probably similar in other parts of the world. What exactly is known about the relationship between pneumonia and CVD? So we know several things now. We know, for instance, that uh, both pneumonia and cardiovascular disease tend to affect the same populations, such as, for instance, the elderly, and that both conditions commonly coexist in the same patient. For example, again, in North America, more than half of elderly patients admitted to hospital with pneumonia also have a chronic cardiac disorder. As our population continues to age, we can expect that this association will become even more prominent. We also know that a significant proportion of patients with pneumonia, as much as 27% of those hospitalized with this infection, have a major cardiac complication within the first 30 days after the diagnosis of pneumonia. And we know that it is during the first few days of this period when the risk of cardiac complications is the highest. We know that new or worsening heart failure is the most common cardiac complication in patients with pneumonia. With other cardiac events such as new or worsening cardiac arrhythmias or myocardial infarction occurring uh, less frequently. We know that cardiac complications are responsible for about one-third of clinical failures to medical treatment in patients with pneumonia, about one-third of pneumonia-associated deaths, and about one-quarter of hospital readmissions after uh, hospitalization for pneumonia. And finally, we know that having a cardiac complication increases the short-term risk of death of patients with pneumonia by as much as 60%. So the burden of cardiac complications in patients with uh, pneumonia is, is very significant. What do we know about the effect of pneumonia has on the cardiovascular system? We know that uh, pneumonia can have a, a detrimental effect on almost every element of the cardiovascular system, and that includes uh, the myocardium, the conduction system of the heart, the autonomic function of the heart, the coronary arteries, the vascular endothelium and the peripheral arteries, the pulmonary circulation, the coagulation system, the renal function and balance of sodium and fluids, and probably even the very composition of atherosclerotic plaques. We also know that each of these effects can present at a higher or lesser degree at all severities of the infection. 
and that they are not necessarily restricted to those cases of severe pneumonia. However, the specific significance of these effects in the development of cardiac complications in the setting of pneumonia is still uh, largely unknown. Could you comment on the potential role of CVD drugs on the course of pneumonia? I think that would be a good thing to talk about now. Sure. So since uh, cardiac complications have a negative effect on the course of pneumonia, it is plausible that medications that affect the cardiovascular system and reduce the risk of cardiovascular events may have a rather beneficial impact on the outcomes of patients with pneumonia. In fact, evidence from uh, several large observational studies suggests that drugs such as, for instance, aspirin or inhibitors of the angiotensin-converting enzyme or statins can reduce the short-term mortality and improve the outcomes of patients with pneumonia. Of course, uh, we still do not have uh, randomized controlled trials that have evaluated these possibilities, we will have to wait for them before we can reach firmer conclusions. What would you say are the clinical implications emerging from your review? The first one, that clinicians and public health officials need to optimize rates of influenza and pneumococcal vaccination to prevent the development of pneumonia, especially in elderly patients and individuals with chronic cardiac uh, conditions. Also, because of the significant burden of cardiac complications in patients with pneumonia, a thorough clinical investigation for the presence of these complications should be part of the initial and the follow-up assessments of patients uh, with pneumonia, with special attention, of course, to patients with clustering of risk factors for cardiac disease. On the same token, a high index of suspicion for cardiac complications should be applied, uh, especially in the setting of suboptimal clinical response to pneumonia treatment. I would say that special attention should also be paid to the selection of a specific antibiotics. For example, antibiotics with known uh, potential for causing cardiac arrhythmias, such as macrolides or fluoroquinolones, should be used uh, with caution in patients with uh, a prolonged QT interval in their electrocardiograms, and more so when there are uh, other arrhythmogenic drugs that are being used or there are electrolyte disorders such as hypokalemia or hypomagnesemia. It would be also important that uh, in patients with signs of volume overload, and especially in those with a history of pre-existing heart failure, antibiotic alternatives with high sodium contents and high infusion volumes, such as uh, penicillin or piperacillin tazobactam, should probably be avoided. And finally, patients' immunization status against influenza and pneumococcus, and the cardiovascular risk profile, and the cardiovascular medications should uh, be thoroughly reviewed and updated with the patient as appropriate at the moment of hospital discharge after hospitalization for pneumonia. I would say that the main conclusions are that we need to acknowledge that pneumonia is capable of affecting, in a detrimental way, essential elements of the cardiovascular system at all severities of the infection. Another conclusion would be that cardiac complications are remarkably common in patients with pneumonia and that the occurrence of these complications has a very negative impact on the course of patients with pneumonia. Also that because of these facts, 
it is plausible that interventions aimed at preventing the development of or the progression of these complications can improve the outcome of patients with pneumonia. However, before such uh, targeted interventions can be designed and, and properly tested, a better understanding of the mechanistic pathways underlying this association is needed. Meanwhile, clinicians should be aware of the importance of this association and that should be taken into account when they provide care for patients with pneumonia. Vicente Corrales Medina, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me here at the Lancet podcast. Oh, my pleasure, Nicolai. Thank you.